just want to, uh, just look right around the word, I just want to invite a special, special friend up, and uh, this is his first Father's Day, and he's going to share his testimony, and uh, where's Adam? Come on, Adam. Come on, we can just give Adam a hand as he comes up this morning. And Ollie, hey buddy. talking to Kate and Dave during the week um, about just the journey that myself and my wife have been on over the last five years. Um, as a person, I've always been given and always had everything I've ever wanted. And we wanted to have a baby, but for some reason it just wasn't happening, wasn't working. It was the hardest five years of my life. Then about a year and a half ago, we met two amazingly strong people. And we, through different things, we, um, we became fantastic friends with them, great friends. That's uh, Kez and Steve. They... Um, they invited us along to Bay City week after week and we denied and turned them down and then it was actually Father's Day last year that we came along and watched Phoebe get dedicated and at that point through uh, IVF Tash was six, seven months pregnant with our amazing special blessing of Oliver um, excuse me <laughs> wants to turn, mate. Yeah. Um, then Tash had a pretty, pretty uh, up and down pregnancy as far as health, and we were backwards and forwards from the hospital, and yeah, we just couldn't believe that this was going to happen. And every day we'd think it wasn't going to happen, and there was issues. And 39 weeks pregnant, Tash thought she'd lost the baby at five o'clock in the morning. So we gassed it down to the uh, hospital. Four hours later, Oliver was born. Wow. Beautiful. And uh, he's now 10 months old yesterday. And uh, in those 10 months, we've loved becoming part of the Bay City community. I've met some amazing young men who are fathers, who are hoping to become fathers. Uh, Kids and Steve, Gareth and Liesl, Dave and Kate. You know, we're connected with Dave and Kay on so many ways as far as their issues of infertility. It's a road that I hope no one here is going through or has to go through because it's probably one of the hard. What well, is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life? As far as a, as far as a husband, you're meant to be you know, loving and caring and meant to be able to look after your wife and to be a, doing such a simple thing and to have a baby is a pretty demoralising thing. So. I'd just like to say thank you to everyone at Bay City. Thank you to Kate and Dave for everything you've helped us through. But also thank you so much to my beautiful, amazing wife. Without her, I wouldn't be holding this amazing young man. <laughs> so 
Thank you very much, and I uh, hope you have a fantastic rest of your Father's Day, everyone. This does not make you less in any way, nor does it limit your ability to be a father. To those who have adopted children, I honour you today as well. To those who have had to stand in the gap and be the man of your house before your time. I know there's young people here today, you've had to do that. You're not fathers yet, but you've had to stand in that role for your time. Today we really want to honour you for that. I also want to honour both of my late grandfathers. Both fought bravely for freedom in their own way. One against the bondage of religion and the other against rifles and bayonets. Both fought for our, for our freedom in their own unique way. Both of them fought bravely. I also want to honour my own father, who is not just my own, my own natural dad, but a father to many around the world. A father to the fatherless and a father of the faith. So proud of you to see you standing in front of so many people of New Zealand and uh, championing faith, championing, uh, keeping the faith alive, fighting for the faith. That's one of the greatest fights someone could ever, ever have. And to see all those men of God that came and to see you stand there, I'm very, very proud of you and love you so much. Never, cease to, never ceases to amaze me that who would have thought that such normal men, complete with shortcomings, could be used so powerfully by God. Some without ever, ever being able to see the true scope of their faith with their natural eyes. Such is the faith that legends are made of. Such are fathers of faith. And today I want to encourage you with a, a message, just briefly, that every one of us, whether we have biological children or whether we don't, whether we've adopted them, or whether yet children are, are, are just a dream, that does not mean that you cannot be a father of faith. There is something that God has put into the heart of every man, whether they have biological children or whether they don't that God has put the seed of greatness inside of us as men and as fathers. And today I really want to honour you for that. And sometimes we, we have a, an ideology of what a, a father of faith can look like or how they start into the world. And today I want to just talk about uh, a man, uh, his name's uh, Father Abraham. Many people know him around the world. In fact, even three different religions still revert to the same person as the father of faith. And uh, Abraham... There's not, I don't believe there's, there's probably not a person of so millions of people, billions of people around the world today would recognize Abraham as a father of faith. Somebody who has propagated faith around the world. 
And uh, as I start to look at the life of Abraham again, one of the things that's quite unremarkable is that there was no remarkable start to his life. He was just an ordinary man. And that's just the most amazing thing about God, and that's the most amazing thing about faith, is that faith is not constrained to a particular people or a particular circumstance in which you were born. It really has, the, the context in which you were born has no relevance whatsoever to you becoming a great man or a woman of faith. Whether you've come from a, a, a privileged background, whether you have come from a, a difficult background, or whether you are just an ordinary Joe, just like many of us, the faith that is available to us, the seed of faith that Abraham pioneered is available to every person. It doesn't matter whether you are smart or whether you're not smart or anything like that. If you can capture a hold of a spirit of faith that is available to every man in this world today, and of course every woman, your life can be uh, extraordinary. Your life can reach far beyond your lifetime. Today we are standing, uh, we experience uh, a dimension of heaven that was pioneered by my grandfather that although he is gone, we still experience the faith that he pursued. Today, as men and as women, obviously, you can capture a seed of faith inside of your life that can either fall in your lifetime or can propagate throughout generations and generations. Today, I know without a doubt, I've seen it. Hundreds, maybe thousands of people around the world are now beneficiaries of the faith. They're not only just beneficiaries, but they have caught the seed of faith that has come from my grandfathers and to my own father, and now it's been propagated around the world today. And at the end of the day, is this, is that there was no extraordinary circumstances around any of our births. It was just an ordinary man, but yet captured the seed of faith, which lasts from generation to generation to generation. And today, you have the choice, we have the choice as men, to either live a life that is just ordinary, or to take an ordinary life and combine it with the seed of faith that comes from God, and that our life can become extraordinary, that our lives can make a difference that lasts for thousands or a thousand generations. Today, there was nothing extraordinary about Abraham's birth. It just says he was the son of Torah, and that was about it. But yet, he captured something of God way before his time, and that faith that he, he, he caught into his life, thousands of years later, we still revert back to that ordinary man who just caught something of God. I wonder what your life as men and as women could become if you would just capture that seed of faith inside of your heart. The story of Abraham opens up a whole world of possibilities for us as individuals and every nation under the sun. The whole purpose of the story of Abraham, the reason God had it in the Bible in the first place, was not just for us to just read about that and say that was just a nice story. That doesn't inspire faith. I, 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 I believe this, that God documented Abraham's feet as an example for us as people, as a standard, as a, as a measure that we could attain to, something that you and I could do. He wasn't born a kin. He was born an ordinary man. If he was born an ordinary man, just like most of us are here today, that means there must have been something that he built his life upon, something he must have done in order to bring him to the place where he now is known as the father of faith to billions upon the world today and from generations to come. 
There must have been something that we can live in. And that is the reason why this story is here today. He wasn't a perfect man by any means, and he did not have the easiest of roads to walk. But nonetheless, he had something in his life that you and I can also have. In the book of Romans, in in chapter 4, and it says from uh, verse 16, Therefore, it is of faith, this is 2,000 years later after the life of Abraham, that this piece of scripture is written. So if it was written 2,000 years after him, they were still inspired by his faith. We still, today, 2,000 years again, can still be inspired by that same faith. In verse 16, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might, short, might be sure to, the, to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So this faith he is talking about is not just for a select group of people, but every person who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You become an heir to that faith of Abraham had, and this is what he's talking about. If you are here today and you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you are of that same faith that Abraham had. In verse 17, as it is written, the promise that he made, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of of him who believed, God who gives us life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who, in contrary to hope, in contrary to hope, in other words, when it didn't look like hope was going to be there, when it looked like the complete opposite of hope, who, in contrary to hope, and the hope believed, so that he may become the father of many nations. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. In verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. And being fully convinced that he who had promised, he was who was able to perform. Therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now that it was not written for his sake alone, but it was also imputed to him, but also for us. My friends, today, I want to encourage you today that even though hope in your life may be contrary, you may be in a circumstance today where all hope seems lost. The difference with Abraham was this, that he kept his faith alive, not just for a week, not just for a year, but he kept his faith alive. He kept the promise that God has given to him, even when it looked like an impossibility. He still kept faith alive. I believe this story is written so we could also follow the footsteps of Abraham. It's easy to remember the stories of what Abraham did, but rather I want us today to capture the principle in which Abraham lived by. Abraham's relationship with God was not merely a religious exercise. He brought insight from her relationship with God which we are called to do. Abraham discovered a relationship. He formed a relationship with God, an intimate relationship with God, before Jesus Christ came to this earth. Abraham pursued a relationship with God. It was never about a religious exercise. One of the things he discovered as he started to pursue a relationship with God, he started to discover the greatness of who God was. And today we can still discover fresh aspects, fresh ideas about who God is. For example, he discovered, when he discovered that God was a great God, the next thing you see, that Abraham became exceedingly great. When he discovered who God really was in his greatness, 
that was became reflected in his own life. When he discovered that God was the Lord of the whole universe, who owns the heavens and the earth, soon afterwards he, you could read that Abraham started to develop his own estate. He became very wealthy in every areas of his life. When Abraham discovered the righteousness of God and his perfection, that there became his goal. When he discovered the righteousness of God, that God was the one that could make not only him righteous, but every nation of the world, every tribe, every people group, he could make, he could make righteous. When he discovered that, he started to pursue even greater the person of God. When Abraham found that God is about relationship, he began to pursue him so much that God would eventually brag that this is Abraham, my friend. What a wonderful journey that such an ordinary man, born in ordinary circumstances, could discover God before he was even fully made manifest through Jesus Christ. He could discover who God was. He had the faith to pursue God. He had the faith to believe God even before the fullness of who he was, was revealed. He took a step of faith, and through him, he became the father of faith. But through him, one of the things we discover is this, that Abraham was a man of action. When he discovered that nations could be made righteous by faith, he took advantage of that and pursued God and believed for that to happen. He decided to believe God for his own nation even before the promise of God was fulfilled in his life, God spoke to him and said, I will make you a father to many nations. I will make you a great nation. And before he even had his own children, he responded to God. He stepped out in action and said, even though I don't see it right now, I do believe that it will happen. I do believe that you will make me a father of nations. So one of the things he did was he didn't get to the end of the first week and say, well, it hasn't really happened now. It wouldn't take a year before he said, God, I think you've got a communication issue. I think that you need to relook at your communication style, God, because what you have said has not happened within this time frame. <laughs> no, no, no. He made a decision that he would believe God, not just in here, not just in here, but made the decision to work it out. Before even he had his own children, he made a decision to start to build a nation. How do you build a nation? One step at a time. Today we see thousands of people that have been impacted by the life of, of my own father and spiritual father, Pastor Mike. How did that happen? It did not happen overnight. It happened one step at a time. It happened through trials and adversities. It happened in the place where hope looked hopelessness. It, looked, it happened in times where it looked like there was a contrary to hope. But nonetheless, they still believed. Nonetheless, they still believed. One step at a time. One step at a time, he started to make it happen. The question I must, must have gone through Abraham's life was this. How could I even become a father of nations when I can't even have my own child? Many guys would get caught into that position. And instead, but instead of crawling into a hole, instead of feeling sorry for themselves, they just kept going, I am still going to build a nation. I'm going to start with my business. I'm going to keep building. I'm going to, stick, I'm going to keep working to acquire land. I'm going to start, even if it's just one acre. I'm going to start there. He successfully confronted the challenge. He believed and saw, until he saw it manifested. 
that road before between the promise and the manifestation was never just straight up. There were disappointments, there were pain, there were family issues, there were all sorts. So even though he was a, a righteous and godly man, he still made some pretty dumb decisions. But yet, at the same token, he still believed God. Friends, I don't know about you, but I can look back on my own life and see that I've made some dumb decisions. But nonetheless, you can still believe God. You can still believe that God was is faithful to, to, to fulfill his promises for your life. Even though it looks contrary, even though it looks bad, you can still keep moving forward. You can still keep putting one step in front of the other. Like the Bible says in Job, the righteous keep moving forward. No matter what comes against their lives, no matter what their circumstances look like, the righteous will keep moving forward. Even though it looks like it's hopeless, even though it looks like circumstances are not looking so good, the righteous still keep moving forward. He moved ahead to work and labor to create his own nation. He's building economic power and building a sustainable wealth base. Blessed is the man who leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Well, what if you don't even have children yet? Well, by faith, you can still work to still believe that you're going to still provide a blessing to the children that, are, that will come after you. That's what faith is. Faith is choosing to believe and take God at his word, even though it doesn't look like it's going to happen, and even though the time constraints of God, even though the, the time issue of God, it, it starts to look a problem. Abraham still believed God. One of the things you find is he, he laid, before he even had children, he started to practically lay a foundation for what he didn't already have. He started to lay a foundation for generations that he could not see yet. He stepped out in faith. One of the things he did, some things he did, he shifted locations. He dug wells. He made friends. He fought wars. And none of this he was doing for himself, but for a promise that he had not seen manifested in his life. Friends, that is faith. Today, even as a church right now, I know that there'll be generations of young people that would come through. Everything that we do is about laying a foundation for our young people to stand up and inherit. Everything that we do. Everything that we do, even when, right, right now when I start to preach faith, one of the things I have in my heart is I see the young ones. I see young Ollie up here just before, barely, not even able to talk yet. But one of the things I'm believing that we will, even though he's not my biological child, but that he would capture the spirit of faith that is resident in this place. I look upon our young people and I believe that they will capture something. So we put lay foundations so that they don't have to walk in debt so that when they come and discover God for themselves, they will come unto a foundation that is already laid. That's what men do. God needed to create a picture for all peoples, all nations. A man who dared to believe God and became and got counted righteous for because of it. I personally believe that God wants us to learn the magnitude scopes and capacities from Abraham. Who would have thought an ordinary man brought in ordinary circumstances who just believed God that 4,000 years later will begin giving testimony to his faith? I wonder for you today as men, as young men, what steps could you make, what decisions could you do right now? What promises have God hold, held, has given you that you need to hold on to? What can you build in terms of wealth? What could you do, build in terms of 
the foundation of faith. What could you build into your life right now that generations to come will look at you and say, I'm so thankful that I had a father, a grandfather, an uncle, an uncle in the faith that stepped out and just believed God and did not quit. Too many people, they quit too early. Right before their time of breakthrough, they quit and give up. But I thank God for the men of God who did not let go. They pursued God with all their heart that today we could have a platform to increase and to carry on the legacy. One of the essentials to becoming a father of faith, I believe, is this. is not just to believe. Everything, the exploits that we do, even having a good conference, that was a step of faith. We had to believe that God could come through. But being a father of faith is something different. One of the things, if you were at that conference, you would have seen a whole bunch of men that stood up and were honored for as being fathers of the faith. Let me just, uh, just briefly just share what that meant. To have, to become a father in the faith, to be a man that, whose faith lasts for generations, you need to have an enduring faith like Abraham. It is a persevering faith that enables you to keep going and to keep believing when visible realities are showing you the opposite of what you see in your heart. It is the ability like Abraham against hope to believe in hope that whenever, when you have sacrificed and paid a huge price for something and things don't work out, that you still don't let go. You still don't give up. You still hold the promises of God over your life and over your family. Sacrifice to see a change in your nation. After all that, you see that your realities are still the same. And even though your realities have still remained the same, even after you've sacrificed and even after you've paid a price as you've believed, even after the space of 20 years, you're still standing strong in faith. Today I thank God for, I know men of God in here, you've stood and believed for your family. You've made sacrifices, you've believed, even when things didn't look like they were working out as you had thought they would work out or hoped they would work out. Nonetheless, you remain strong in your faith. Terry Hart, I'm inspired by your faith, sir. You're a great man of faith, inspired by you. Abraham was working for the building of a new nation, even when he didn't have a seed of his own. He was constructing a nation, a nation of God, without yet having his own children. Wherever you are in life today, I want to encourage you as men, don't quit, don't give up so easily. Even though he was a long way off, he still persevered. He believed, he trusted, and moved in faith until he saw the manifestation, even at the end of his life. Today, may I encourage you as men, you don't have to be super special in any way. All you've got to do is believe God, that you would put your hope and that you would put your trust God. Today we live in the new covenant. We put our faith in Jesus Christ. Today if you would put your faith truly in Jesus Christ and stick to him, you will never ever be put to shame. You may experience failures, you may experience ups and downs, but you will never ever be put to shame. Today I want to challenge two groups of men. If you're a woman, you can 
to this anyway. It's just men this morning, but I, I know women of faith. I know Kate, my mum, great woman of faith. Today is men. Why don't you make a decision in your heart to put your faith in Jesus Christ? Some of you are holding on to promises. May I encourage you today to look beyond your own circumstance. Look beyond your own little world around you. Start making decisions now. Start making investment into relationships. Start investing spiritually into your children. It's the greatest investment that you could ever make. My grandfather, I remember him praying for us, teaching us how to read the Bible. Praying for us the best he knew who could. Best he knew how. Listen to my dad at 5 o'clock in the morning, the alarm clock. What is that noise? Believing. Praying for us that God will move powerfully in our lives. Laying a foundation, a spiritual foundation. Saving and investing, going things, but making wise investments so that we can have a house. People giving up things, people sacrificing things, people sacrificing their homes so that you could have a church that you could come into, just so that you could have the opportunity to spiritually grow. I thank Pastor Bob for that, Pastor Mike. What legacy of faith could you pick up today and build inside of your life that could last for generation after generation after generation. It's not just a, a decision that you make in a moment, but a decision that you've got to make every day. That every day that you would fix your eyes upon God and say, Lord, I thank you for your promises to me. Even though my life may be, not be looking that way, I still choose today to put my faith and my hope in you. I believe today. And because I believe, I will, I will make these decisions. I will do these things because faith without works is dead. Abraham not only had faith, but he had works. He did something about it. Build a nation before he even had his own children. What a good man. Today you may be here and you don't know Jesus Christ. You have never invited Jesus Christ into your heart. Today could be the greatest day of your life. Today could be the start eternity unfolding inside of your life. It's not just a, a prayer that you invite Jesus into your life and just, that's it. But it's a decision to follow him every day of your life. It's a decision to pursue him, to pursue his righteousness, to pursue a relationship with him. Just like Abraham, an ordinary man, discovered who God was. Today we have a much fuller understanding of who God is. That he is wonderfully merciful, he's wonderfully kind. He's the forgiver of sins. He's the redeemer of our souls. Today, if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ, you've never invited him into your heart, today I'd love for you to make that decision. I would like every eye closed and every head bowed right now. If you're here today and you've never invited Jesus Christ, but today... You can feel him tugging on your heart. You can hear his still small voice inside of you saying, you need to respond to me today. If you're here and you want to make that decision to receive Jesus Christ into your heart, to pursue him every day of your life, I'd love for you right now, just while every eye closed, every head bowed, just to lift your hand. God bless you. 
there's someone else. God bless you. God bless you. Amazing decision. I would love for every one of us just to stand right now. And for those of you that have just raised your hand, that you want to make a decision today to follow Jesus, to invite him into your life. I'd love for you just to come forward right now. We're just going to give you a big clap. I'd love to pray for you. I'd love to just lay hands on you and lead you into the into a prayer of salvation. Come on, we just come forward right now. Come on. Come on, church. Just give them a big hand this morning. Please come to the front. God bless you, ma'am. What's your name? Shana, I'm Dave. Nice to have you here. Nice to have you. Is there anyone else that wants to respond this morning? Why don't we just close our eyes? We're all going to pray this prayer. And I want you to pray this prayer from the bottom of your heart with faith and belief that Jesus Christ will hear you. Follow me in this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you today. Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I bring to you my life before you. Lord, I have sinned and gone my own way. Today, Jesus, I turn to you. Today, Jesus, I turn to you. I ask you into my life today. I ask you into my life today. I'm sorry for the sin in my life. I'm sorry for the sin. And I ask for your forgiveness. And I ask for your forgiveness. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. You died on the cross for my sin. You died on the cross for my sin. And you rose again on the third day. And you rose again on the third day. Today, Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. I receive your free gift of eternal life. I receive your free gift of eternal life. I receive the faith that you created into my heart today. I receive the faith that you created into my heart today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these beautiful women that have responded to you today. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that your presence, that your love would come over their life. Lord, I thank you today for your wonderful compassion, for your wonderful mercy. I pray today, Lord, that your wonderful love right now would just come and touch their hearts in Jesus' name. I thank you today, Lord, that you have removed all their sin out of their life. Lord, I thank you today that you have washed their lives clean today. Lord, let your presence come and touch their lives right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, right, Lord, for the seed of faith that right now you have implanted into their life. Lord, that where there has been destruction, where there has been pain in their life. Lord, that the faith that you have placed inside of them today would lift them up. Lord, that generations would be blessed because of the decision that they made today. In Jesus' name. Touch your Holy Spirit. Touch your Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Now your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Ladies are just going to look after you right now. Come on, let's give Jesus a shout of praise this morning. Come on, is there are many men of faith here that you are willing to believe? If you're willing to believe today in the promise that God has for you, 
I believe this, church, this season of our lives and the season of this church is going to be the greatest days of our life. I put a challenge to you as men. Make a decision today and every day for the rest of your life to believe God. Come on, believe God. Believe in His promise of your life today. Believe that what He has promised will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Come on, just one more time. Just lift your hands. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for every man in this place, every father, every grandfather. I pray today, Lord, that faith would arise in their hearts afresh today in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that we are heirs to the faith that Abraham pioneered. Father, that faith be manifested. Father, your promises be manifested in our lives and in generations to come. And all God's people said, come on, one more time, all God's people said, come on. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the power.